Hello and welcome to the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast with your hosts, Ramsey Rutschke, Riley Rutschke, and Sean Morris. Hey everybody, hope you are doing well. This is Riley here. Um, just wanted to pop in real quick before the podcast gets started. Kind of talk to you about uh, what we've been up to for the last month. Uh, for the last month, we've been gone through the end of hunting season and most of the group being very sick. So we apologize for this episode where you can tell that we're a little tired. Uh, we say the F word a little more than normal and you can barely hear some of us because our voices are gone and we're coughing a lot. So I want to apologize for that. And also, if you've been listening to the podcast lately, you can kind of tell that we're a little bit behind. You know, it's December and some of these podcasts are from late November. We missed a couple weeks. It's all part of us trying to figure out how to do this adventure while we're also trying to make hunting adventures. So um, we are up to date now. Stay tuned for next week. We have a season finale episode for season one of Bull Mountain Brothers, and it is awesome. It's very different from any traditional podcast, and uh, we have a lot of fun. And in that episode, if it will be video. It was video. It will be on YouTube. So that's awesome. That's a big thing that we've been trying to do, and it is going to be available the same day the podcast comes out. And we also talk at the end about a lot of new stuff coming up for Bull Mountain Brothers for 2023. And uh, it's a lot of cool information, so make sure to check that out. Um, for now, we'll catch you later, and let's get to the podcast. I just wanted to take a moment of your time to talk to you about one of our sponsors, F&H Contracting and Fence, located in Billings, Montana. If you're looking to spruce up your yard or want a little more privacy for them summer backyard barbecues, or maybe you just need part of your fence repaired, contact our friends at F&H Contracting and Fence by texting 406 661-7484. From front yards to farmyards and even chain link to vinyl, they've got you covered. Now back to the action. What is up and welcome back to another episode of the Bull Mountain Brothers podcast. What's up, fellas? You sound awful. I know, it's rough. He uh, changed it up too, I like that. This has been two weeks though. I was this way last week on the podcast too. I can't talk. You're sick. Matt's like, Decrepit from our hike. Oh. Sean's a spring chicken. I for sure am over here. Yeah, feeling good. I feel fine. So it's um November. What is today? Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. The mark of the end of hunting season. It's literally like I don't know twenty five hours. Well, that was two weeks ago for Sean. Twenty five <laughs> hours ago. What is the what is the general consensus of the room as far as feelings on how the season went and feelings that it's over? You know, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I feel like the four of us as a whole had a good year. I think oh, for sure. everybody here didn't fill one tag. All of us. That's correct. Cause you got, we got antelope elk, deer elk. Antelope, elk, deer. No, I'm just um, elk and deer. Yeah. yeah. So antelope, deer, nope. antelope, deer. It's good. It's a good. We set out. Do you feel like you accomplished what you set out for this year? No. Personally, no. I really wanted an antelope, like really bad. 
I also really, really wanted a bull elk. <laughs> you kind of overdid your usual, I feel like. Yeah. Because you don't pull the trigger. What were your expectations lot. going into this year, though? Zero. Yeah. For yourself, yeah. yeah. Just kind of happened. See, I think that personally, I um, I accomplished some goals that I've really been after for a long time. But then there was a point in the season where like, my goals shifted a little bit. I tried for some other things. And... um. It was more enjoyable to have, see success through other people the last three weeks. You know what's funny about you is I don't think <coughs> you even put your eyes down a scope this year. Not one time. Shot everything with your bow. <clears throat> yeah. That's a... Uh, it, it's different. It's quite a feat, yeah. honestly. Most people don't yeah. do that. I never even pulled the trigger on anything at all. Or even pulled the, Yeah, like you said, I didn't pull the scope up on anything either. Which... Kyle. You, no, not even that. <laughs> someone else did that. Oh, that I, was thought, I thought that was you. No, it was someone else. Um, which for me, like you guys know me, that's like not a big deal to me at all. Like that's, I'm plenty happy with that. I've seen Riley actually in the what two, two and a half, three years now that we've hunted together. I've seen Riley actually pull his gun up once. It's that cow. Yes. Yeah. Skyland cow this last shoulder season. And I was just using it to watch it. I don't know. He was pretty. No. You, no, you shot your bull last year with your rifle. That that uh, spike. That was two years ago already. Was it two years ago now? Yeah. Well, that's the last thing I shot with a rifle. Yeah. And then I haven't shot a deer since. No, you shot your antelope last year. Oh, yeah. So I shot two things. I, that's a lie, I guess. No. Hey, just like so, no, no, as no, a went, whole, though. November 28th last year was a lot different than November 28th. 100%. Cuz at the end of the last year I was the only one that got an antelope and that was it, right? Yeah, I didn't shoot anything. Did you shoot anything? No. Yeah, crazy. Last year sucked. It was unbelievable. I don't even think I shot at. I didn't go out. Did I? I don't think so. No, I didn't. Well, I mean we went out um with your buddy that one time. That was kind of fun. I like I don't I oh, didn't even, right. I didn't even give myself the decency to be regretful. <coughs> By missing something last year, I didn't even pull the trigger. I didn't yeah. either. Well, let's. Uh, I'm gonna say a little um, side note here. Apologize for the amount of coffee that's gonna be had in this episode because I don't think I'm sick. I I don't know. Maybe I am, but like I feel great. I just can't stop like having like a like I just get a tickle in my throat and I have to cough. <coughs> so there's that. Like that. Yeah. Like that. But anyway, he was um, giving you an example that wasn't actual. Coffee. It's like more like when I talk a lot. It's weird. I don't know what the fuck. Um. Yeah, I haven't shot deer since 2018 or 19. I haven't I shot a deer since 2020. Yeah. I haven't shot a deer since <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> Last weekend. I will give Ramsey his, what, his due. Like, the dude, he shoots big deer. Like, I mean, what I like to do it, yeah, but... I mean, patience. It's it's all about patience. Well, we all have the same patience, man. It goes a long ways for holding out and not shooting dinks. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I watch. We, I feel like Sean and I are like frequent that. Just I think it comes on our news feed a lot for that hounding page we follow. And I would say it's literally like fucking ninety five percent of the deer shot on there are one to three year old bucks. I would even say that all the way up to ninety nine. Like, there's a one percent that's like. A solid mature. I mean, it's brutal. And then the state, as far as mealies go, the whitetails. There, I've seen several 
decent whitetails. <laughs> I mean, whitetail and mule deer, just as far as the caliber of buck you shoot, is a lot. I know the, the state, the 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 Montana state hunters want to complain about the lack of deer growth in this kind yeah. of state, and then you watch something like that, and it's like everyone's shooting every single buck that they see. Well, there's a we always preach about it too. Like the herd management is not just like herd management as a. a, a the whole idea is not just sh not shooting dinks. It's not a trophy thing. It's it's sh like, yeah, you can go out and shoot those bad genetic deer. Like if you take somebody to a spot and it's a, <coughs> it's a, you know, one by two crab, crab claw spike, you know. Yeah. And you take somebody out there for the first time and they, you know, they don't, they don't have necessarily the same patience or needs that we do as far as to try and shoot the most mature um animals we can it's like yeah shoot that that's herd management too that's like not just well, here's an argument that i hear a lot and i want to see what you guys think about it herd management you know and, and herd we don't i don't want to say that we're herd management people we're just people that understand that if you want a good population of deer with a good population of mature deer um you have to let them grow and so I, the argument I see a lot, and I stand on, I stand in the middle, like on the fence between each, and this is one side of it that I hear a lot, where there's your doe to buck ratio is like four to one, three to one, maybe, even more, a little more than that. Let's just say it's, let's just say for easy numbers, it's five, six, five to one. That's an easy number, right? Yeah. So when you're out there, and let's say you have a population of a hundred deer, that would mean that of that hundred deer, Ramsey, do the math for 20. me. Twenty of them would be bucks, and eighty of them would be does. Of those twenty bucks, your likelihood for a set like a six to ten year old buck is probably like one percent. But the thing is, uh, is your mature <coughs> bucks are four to seven, right? Fifteen, right? Well, they'll start, <laughs> but they'll dope. start declining at eight, eight and a half, right? Just like the deer, we just, just, that was a good example. That was a good management buck. Yeah. So the argument that I see is these people that, and you can, when you've seen a lot of deer on the ground, right? You can tell the difference just by looking at a face of a deer to know if it's a one to three year old buck or, you know, a four to seven year old buck. Do you guys feel like that ratio you guys see quite a bit? <laughs> at the ranch or is it is it is it kind of like per year you know what i mean no not so much i mean you just i mean all the big shit we've seen during archery season we've seen three to five of them maybe during hunting season and we had without a doubt 10 to 12 shooters that we've seen during archery yeah, it was almost like you'd come around every good spot and there'd be... But the thing is, is you got to get back in that backcountry. I mean, if they're out in the field, you got to find out why. Um, I mean, I think we kind of found out the reason why now, you know, the last day of the season, but... We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, but the th the biggest thing is, is like, I took Riley down a road he hadn't been on. And I mean, we just had deer after deer after deer once we got out there. They were just out up in that big canyon. Yeah. You know, and that, that, that's, that, that's the shit thing you about don't that. Drive very often. <clears throat> well, someone had been in there, not me. You know, yeah, I, I was in there with Cameron and Emily. I was on that road the Saturday, I think. If you if, Friday or Saturday before she shot her bull. 
as, on the other side of the ranch. <laughs> as far as that ratio goes, do you guys think that like that average is taken like pre-rut or current rut? Would you assume? Well, they were bachelored up. I mean, well, I'd say it, it definitely, that is such a, I'm making a generalized thing. No, I know. I'm just there saying. There could be places that are because, like, like 20 like, mature bucks. Where I'm getting at this is because I feel like Ramsey and I at Narnia, that ratio, I mean, rut, I guess we can't really take into account rut last year because it was so bad, but I feel like that ratio flips like before prime deer rifle hunting. Like, I feel like we see way more antlered deer, like, archery even into rifle a little bit then we we see those i really do oh yeah it's always like that it's it's just seems yeah this is what we're talking about too it's the same way it's shocking but now here, here's the argument that people make and i want to see what you guys think you should and this is what people and i've seen this like on comments i've seen this uh in videos and whatnot <coughs> if you're not going to shoot that four to seven year old buck then you need to be shooting does if you're out there hunting for meat like you say you are then you should be shooting does. And I want to know, like, what do you guys think about what is that line? Like, what other problems arise from that theory, but what also, like, do you agree with in that theory? So, I don't know how I feel about that because every doe can carry more deer. But I guess I didn't finish the argument. Like, the, the argument is instead of killing young bucks all the time. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's a real thing because... I would just prefer not to shoot <laughs> but a deer. But the biggest thing is, is there's retarded does just like there's retarded bucks. I, I mean, if you watch them, you can see you can see the genes in a, a doe. I mean, if you really spend your time and watch them, you can actually see the ones that need to be managed out of the herd. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than a buck. I mean, you're going to have does that are constantly going to throw a dink. Yeah, but who? the thing is, though, is it's like the majority of the population of hunters in Montana that sh don't call it what you made that shoot things they think they're they huge they don't well that but not i mean outside of that they don't know they don't care they just think they just like they're the type of people you take you could take them out somewhere and promise them hey over this hill there's a, there's going to be a 200 inch mule deer sitting right on the other side of this hill bedded down and a two by two could walk out in front of you before you get there and they'd probably shoot it yeah and i and i will say like when ramsey and i were younger and literally had little knowledge of what's going on you know and we only got to go out on the weekends. Like we were ecstatic to be able to shoot anything with horns. Deer's so I I do get that. But if you're an adult with like real opportunities and stuff, like I do have a thing where it's like you know you so can hold your deer. People population. have different passions though, man. That's like it's like people see deer <coughs> and that's like we're hunting. Let's shoot it. You know what I mean? Like right. they they don't go out there and be like, oh that's a dink. Let's keep looking. You know it's like. No, this is what I allotted this day to go hunting, so let's just... And then that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where this argument comes in. Now, do you agree with the argument, or do you think that you just... If you find a legal animal, you should take it? I agree with the argument, because, I mean, like, I, I push the herd management and shooting mature stuff all the time, but you just can't change what people think, though. That's the problem. But the biggest thing is, is, I mean, you guys got some private land, correct? I mean, Narnia and different places... You guys went up to the bulls, elk hunting. How many deer did you see? When we went up to the mountains, twelve. Mm -hmm. So if that's the only place you knew and you could hunt, would you held out there the last day or you shot the first buck? Yeah, that makes sense. You, you know, the the difference is, and I'll argue this all day long, and I've told Chum Lee this several times: is if I didn't have the ranch I hunt now, I'd probably stop hunting. 
I, I probably honestly would. I've been spoiled my whole life. Um, I don't know. I could go if I could go. Like I, we went to Gardner years ago when Dad after Dad Dave had his back surgery, and I mean it was a fire line when we went up there. I mean they had goddamn TVs on top of coolers watching TV and recliners waiting for the elk to come out of the park. That's not hunting to me. No, you know, but I'm pissed off following <coughs> this clown around all day. <laughs> Everywhere I go, Riley's there. You know. And I don't know that I could do the public, but the thing is, is if I had to do public, I mean, all honesty, guys, 85% of people are not going to walk in on block management to pack something out. No, they're going to pull up to it, glass it. If they don't see anything, they're going to look at it. And that's why I would argue a lot of my, our close friends are very successful public land hunters. Because they put the boot miles on. You get in past two two or three miles. The biggest thing when I went with Matt Bernathy up to Gardner, we hiked in about two miles. He said, let's get off the trail, 250 yards. We were off the trail. We had elk everywhere. I mean, we had cows and small satellite bulls. All these outfitters are riding by on their horses trying to get back in the backcountry. It's like, dude, all you have to do is get off the trail. Oh, yeah. my, I remember my dad telling me when I was younger, he's like, yeah, over in eastern Montana where I used to hunt, you wouldn't see a goddamn thing 200 yards off the road. He said you walk over the first ridge and there was animals everywhere. Yeah. Well, even the same thing goes for where we go. I mean, the last couple of weeks that I was out guiding, you know, I'd hit every single place that I would know, right? Well, then I started getting to this point where I'd be like, I'm going to just, you know, if I see like an old trail that no one's used or, you know, one that's not going to tear anything up, I'm going to just go over this hill. Boom. Deer right there. Every, almost every single time. The well, well and that, that's the big thing. I mean, it's the same for you guys like up at the Bulls. If where you've been at, you're not seeing them, you got to figure out why. I mean, it was the same thing when went down that trail and the deer happened and all that that we'll talk about. But, you know, nothing was within the first three miles of the river. No. I mean, but nothing was seven miles or 10 miles off the river neither because, I mean, we ran out hard. I mean, it's 10 to 19 miles out. We, I mean, we hunted that hard. A lot of places, you took me a lot of places that I've never been out there before. You know, and like, you got to think about like the, um, when you like do the driving and ranger all <coughs> type stuff, like to get back to like, if you don't leave the trail, you probably miss more animals. Than oh, I guarantee we drove by. You're, you're, I will guarantee you as good as a hunter as anyone is in this room. Um, let's just say that someone gave me all the strength and knowledge and whatever is the mega hunter combined it, put me in that ranger. I'm still going to miss, uh, probably 10 to 15 mature shooter bucks. It's just what it is. The, the only problem with that ranch is you can hike 10 miles and not see one thing, walk every ridge. I mean, when we done that, that hike the other How day, many I mean, deer did we one, see? one other deer. Yep. And we, but, I mean, we were making noise and I mean, yeah. huffing and puffing and, and whatnot, but I mean, we should have tracks up the ass. I oh, mean, yeah. whole everywhere more. we went this weekend. <clears throat> the coolest part about that whole adventure for me was it gave me archery ideas. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, every big bull we seen was up high, except, uh, for, except those for the one, one. The four. No, they were up high. They were all the way up. Yeah, I was just, I was in the old, on the way the old burn. Yep. Up in the back country. Yeah, I mean, they were already 12 miles off the river. Except That's how far the, we the were, big, The one big, the, there was three big bulls, 
that were close to the river and there were the two that were well not big but there were rags that were with dads and then the bull that was with your guys's cow was pretty good oh yeah he was a big son of a bitch um but he was headed for the hills why well, don't well they just got off that cornfield far enough to bed down and wait till dark and they were heading back to the corn yeah. um why don't we just fit, wrap this up so you guys can feel like you're chomping at the bit to tell your stories here? Well, it's gonna um, take a while. So yeah, Sean, satisfied with with? Do do you have things going into next year that, like, you know, automatically you're like, I'm changing this, like, um, like this is my goal for next year, like this is what I'm gonna do. Not yet. Not yet. It's just not. You're gonna wait for. See, it's ice fishing season, so Sean's mind's already <laughs> already changed gears. I don't know. I I think that like like Matt says, we're kind of really lucky to get what we to do what we get to do. And so like for me, when I'm already out there a lot, I'm already planning. Like I think I already have ideas for next year, just kind of mm-hmm. like you just said, um, like different goals and and stuff. And um, do you agree? Your first solo, you're out being a guide. For for Dave, the outfitter, that uh, it's more like you're hunting for yourself. You just don't get to pull the trigger. Yeah, it's like you get a hunt every day, you know, and someone you know, and every time you shoot a deer, do you try bettering yourself <coughs> on your next deer to get bigger than the one you just got? Um, I was I had a weird mindset on it actually. My my mindset was always, I think my problem was I knew what was out there on my camera, and so like my thing was like I don't want to shoot anything smaller than that. But when it gets to like third or fourth day, I have to commit to whatever makes these guys happy to bring meat home. As far as like beating the next week, like a little bit. Um, Are you going to the same spots the first two days that you go the last two days? Honestly, um, the way I did it is just because I don't like stepping on toes. I just went everywhere. that I, I would go opposite of what Dave did, was going to do just because I don't want to be in his way. Um, so no, not really. But there was a good stretch where I was uh, at least um, leaving camp, going to my lookout over uh, what they call Whitetail Flats, um, and I would just I would just check it. I wouldn't always drive down into it, and then I would head back out and go up. Uh, I found some, you know, I found obviously stuff that like Matt and Dave know, like the back of their hand, but like stuff that like is a little new to me that <coughs> I would get used to. So the next time I was out there, do you like, feel like you were micromanaged? Uh, no, not at all. Um. I feel like I was let let to do. Um, I, I was really given a lot of freedom and a lot of trust. I feel like because um, as long as they've known me, like they still like I don't think they've ever even watched me like field dress anything. No, I haven't. Yeah, so like like to trust that like obviously like obviously I know what I'm doing, but like there's little things like there's small things that like you have to do right to be able to get another opportunity to do your job next year you know it's just like anything else i mean you were thrown with three guys the last <coughs> day there during the funeral that um that was that was like the most stressful <coughs> um not the most stressful but like when it was all on me to get it done um it was just like it was either like sink or swim you know well it was kind of the same with me i spent four years doing nothing but upland game birds and waterfowl that was my job from 18 to 22 and my grandma grandma hazel had a heart attack and dave gave me four guys the last day i was in the metropolitan but that back window didn't roll down it was the old bronco you know had to roll the window down and open it we shot all four deer that day and i mean good deer 
they were easy to get in that goddamn four door pickup in the box, but they were a son of a bitch nine hours later to pull back out of there. <laughs> I mean, we had to take the seat out of the back. And from there on, Dave finally trusted me enough to take deer hunters, you know. Yeah, right. But, and I don't know if it was so much the trust, I guess, as it was another source of income with me somewhere else. <laughs> well, you know, and we had the lodge out there at the game ranch at that time. So all of our hunters stayed there and all of our bird hunters went out of the lodge. So, I mean, it worked out pretty well for him, but but I'd, I'd rather deer hunt than pheasant hunt. I love pheasant hunt, don't get me wrong, but just something about them big deer. You know what I'd want to do over anything. Well, that's why we already talked about that. Well, that's one thing. I'm talking, you know, you know, elk's my gig too, but um, yeah, I'd do waterfall in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> Um, she found this um, this article too that I was like I should totally just do this to Riley really quick see if he can get it it's just a quick little thing <coughs> okay you ready for this yeah Ramsey you can chime in actually all oh, you guys do it uh, most commonly hunted migratory birds in Montana if you can name four of the top five Canadian geese okay mallards okay um, let's, let's do this uh, teal uh, green wing teal yeah um Goldeneye? Nope. Really? That blows my mind. I, I guess they're not like you're not so, so like going after Goldeneye. You just end up shooting because you don't like you don't put decoys out for Goldeneye. Um, Widgeon. Mm-hmm. And there's more. There's one more. One more. Um, pintail. It's actually number pin, three. It's not pintail. So you got a Canada goose and mallard are one and two. Okay. So you got the third. You got four and five. And you just need snow geese. No. Um. I want to get this right because I haven't had one wrong one yet. Um, uh, it's not wood duck. There's not enough wood ducks in Montana. There's not enough pintails in Montana. Um, uh, ringneck or they're the highest hunted bird in Arkansas. Jesus Christ! It's a duck. I know it's a duck. There's, <coughs> there's not enough. <coughs> That's what's easy about Montana. There's not enough snows. There's not enough speckled bellies for that to be a, a thing. A duck. Is it a redhead? Nope. Merganser? Nope. <laughs> Come on. I told you guys to get four or five. You did, but I, I think you can get this one. I'm just going to start list, listing off ducks. Is uh, it blue wing too? No. I can give you a picture of it. No, that's too easy. That I know every it. duck. Um, <laughs> Buffalohead? No. Uh, canvasback? No. Is there one that we're forgetting that's like super easy? It's got a black beak. A black. Gadwall? Yeah. Wow. It is Gadwall's number three. I love ducks. Gadwall over Widgeon and Teal. Huh? I've shot very minimal Gadwall, but I think there's a ton of Gadwall in like uh, Western Montana up by like Missoula and stuff. The only time we've shot Gadwall is off of uh, that shit fucking cattle pond. Uh, I shot one at. Lodge. Okay, and then the one, the last one I was going to look at was what do you think the most uncommonly hunted one is? Did I say any of them? Um, let me look. No, it's number eighteen. Number eighteen, scalp. No, most commonly hunted in North Carolina. <laughs> coot. No. Who the hell's shooting a coot, dude? Oh. <laughs> uh, um, Two hundred and one of them are harvested in twenty twenty one. Canvas back. No. How many were? 
201. Compared to... Double-crested Comorant. Nope. Compared to the mallard, which is the most commonly hunted Eider. duck, it was 53,000 were hunted. Eider. Eider, no. You were, I think... You No, you definitely didn't say it. Show me what it is, and I'll tell you if he's going to guess it. Shovel nose? Oh. The shovel nose? No, that's because they're super, super uncommon. Is it a duck? Oh, yeah. Cinnamon teal? No. Um, you said it already. It's not like a super popular... No, he didn't. Close. He didn't say it already. It's not. Uh, like, Golden Eye. No, it's close. not a super popular duck. Like I feel like most guys at duck hunt would not. He said it. He just didn't say the type of what it was. Oh, did he say it? Common Golden Eye. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Shut the shit up. I said, "What is it?" The head is correct. Huh? Buffalo head. The, the, it has that. It has the afro. If I show you a picture, do you think you can give me the full name? Yeah. You think so? <coughs> Yeah, it's a. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a hooded merganser. Yeah, he he didn't say the first part. I know. He said merganser earlier. I think he did. Yeah. You ever seen a merganser? A common merganser? No. They look like a fucking pterodactyl. They have teeth. They eat birds. They eat fucking. They eat uh, fish. Fish. That's terrifying. They're tastes, and then I've had like guys. I've had guys with me to shoot them and I clean them for them, and they're like their breasts are like grainy, like 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 when you cut them off, they're like stringy. It's fucking disgusting. Don't shoot mergansers. That's horrible. If you're with me and you shoot Unless merganser, you're, you're into gonna, it. You're going to fucking eat it raw right in front of me. I but I just won't be with you when I shoot a... <laughs> How do I make this as broad as possible? Oh, duck. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> what? Nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that kind of ends our conversation on... Uh, I had to do it. The end of the season. I mean... Is there anything like with Bull Mountain Brothers that you see? Like, what what was your thought? I mean, were you were, did you meet your? We have a lot of content to kick off <coughs> the new year. I'd, I I would say there's some cool stuff, and I think you guys did a great job. Matt and I really slacked, like really big time. It was just too hard. We were just too focused well, on the, what we were doing. The problem is, is when you have a paying client, it's not like you can be like, we're gonna stop. For I know. What I'm, like, I'm talking about like archery season two. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like we uh, should have at least had some GoPros on us and. Like all of our, I think maybe, do you think maybe we dived into the idea of like filming hunts like way too soon? I just don't think we have the right gear yet. I mean, to, to, to be successful, we need to have the right mics. <coughs> I think the right camera, my like, ambition of having like 11 episode or 10 episode season was just too, too much. Oh yeah. Like that really puts in perspective how, I mean, but like, think it's about, too hard to record yourself and hunt at the same time. Oh yeah. Especially when you're like just <laughs> super into it. Like. I don't know. I just, we do, and even though we can't afford it, like a cameraman is kind of needed big time. If anybody out there would like to be a Bull Mountain Brothers cameraman. For free. For free. <laughs> you Internship. Yeah. Internship, yeah. That would actually work because there's some college fucking photography people out there. Very corporation. Yeah, there we go. We'll get you like buy a pizza once a month. That'll work. Matt, Matt will let you drive his semi once. <laughs> For three months. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we, we had some cool. I, I will say, and once we get back from break right here, we're gonna break. And uh, Ramsey's gonna t and Matt are gonna tell a story about uh, we we got a youth hunter uh, a buck this weekend, which was literally one of our fucking favorite things to do. Like it just brings brings so much joy to all of us. I mean, minus the fact that she was your daughter, but still, um, Ramsey videoed it. 
and it was fucking sweet. So um, we'll talk about that when we get back for break. You guys have anything else about the end of the season? No. No, no sir. No. All right. We're going to go back to break. We'll be right back. Two Leggings Outfitters out of Hardin, Montana is your one-stop shop for the best hunting and fishing adventures Montana has to offer. If you're looking for fishing adventures, big game hunting, bird hunting, and much more, get a hold of Dave or Patty at Two Leggings Outfitters, 406-665-2825. Book the adventure of a lifetime today. All right, we're back. So why don't you boys start off with, I don't know, what were you doing Thursday night after fucking Thanksgiving? What do you mean? Getting your shit together to go hunting for the last weekend? Yeah. That you guys didn't even know you were going to go on? <laughs> yeah. yeah I didn't know until we were recording there. Like, we were just like, oh, I, don't know, I might do something next weekend. Matt's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're going hunting. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll take it. Wish, uh, wish I'd have packed all my clothes and stuff. Thursday, Thursday night. There was some. Oh yeah, because <laughs> we didn't know if we could stay at the cabin. Right. Which they left. Because Dave and some clients were out there. Right. <coughs> um. They got so warm. They're like, we're out of here. Is that why? Yeah. Which I did, did. They were dumb for doing that, but. What time did we get out there? We got out there late Friday morning. Seven. <laughs> Super late. We were like 45 minutes later than what we wanted. What time did you guys leave town? Five. Well, the problem is six, we left six town. Buck, yeah. We had to do this and we had to do that. And we had to do this. No, it's a typical hunting slash fishing trip. You have to do a thousand things. Had to get well, fat, fat so here had to have breakfast at McDonald's. So that took Who the fuck is fat? Who the he, fuck he is fat? It, it was me. I, also I mean, he could have done it. this. <laughs> Uh yeah, had had some McDees. You had McDonald's twice. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, grabbed half of the salt bin for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that was the second day. Was that the second day? I asked for salt and they gave me one packet. I'm like, what's that for? A quarter of my hash brown? <laughs> you said that to him. But yeah, it's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he's like walking out and he tells me he's like, hey, get some salt. I tell the guy, I was like, hey. Let me see that bin of salt. <laughs> I put it up there and I grabbed a big handful of it. But uh, got out there probably, what, 45 minutes late? Yeah. Yeah, all that. You guys just go hunting right away when you got there? Yeah. I mean, we're, well, actually, not really. We were, um, we, we realized that uh, we kind of like screwed the morning hunt. So we were just going to bring, like, part of the reason we were out there is Matt's Ranger was out in a creek in the middle of nowhere because it broke the steering uh, steering arm. When we were out there last weekend. So Ramsey brought a welder and a generator and this and that. So we were actually just like, oh, let's just go up to the cabin and uh, drop off all of our stuff. At somewhere. this point, you guys knew you were staying at the cabin, right? No, no we just wanted to leave it there because we, were, we didn't want we, to haul we had, it around. We had planned to come back out the next day. We would just work. Probably, we were going to have to go home. So, well, the shit thing is, is Dave left me a voicemail the night before. I have to refresh my voicemails. So I never got the voicemail till Friday afternoon. That it was Friday night at dinner. Yeah. So what did you guys end up doing then? We went came home back. to Billings and then came back. We went to Custer ate dinner and then came back. So yeah, we were just we were just literally going to go drop it off and then I mean like there's a thing about like getting the real morning juicy time, but I mean you can shoot shit all day long. It's just 
being in the right spot at the right time. Anyway, uh, as we were driving in, saw Tyler headed in with, with his wife. and Yeah, and we were just going to haul ass to camp, and then he turned around. He's like, there's nothing up here. We're going to go back the other direction, and, it, and they were going to go north. Right. And it wasn't. 30 seconds after we left him? Well, we came over a ridge, I guess. And... You seen the Alk and then they took off running. Right. Yeah. There was ones that went off to our left up over a ridge, and then we kind of kept going, and about what, eight cows and a bull. Something like that, yeah. Went over a little hill in front of us, so we kind of we got out and we ran around and came over the top of the hill, and they had turned and they were headed back trying to get in front of us, and they came down through the trees... And I was following him, and I picked a cow, and it was moving through the trees, and I could see in my scope that there was going to be a gap in the trees, and the cow came out, and I shot, and it went back into the trees, and there was two cows, and only one cow came up, and it stopped and gave Matt a shot, and he shot that one, and I watched it fall. Well, it went probably one another 40, 50 yards. It wasn't enough. I put another bullet in it. <coughs> right. And at this point in time, I didn't even know if I'd hit the one, but I knew it. I never saw it come out. And then Matt put his cow down. And so we walked back to the ranger, got in the ranger, and kind of drove it around. There was a there's a fence in between us. And went and drove around the fence. It came in on the other side and found Matt's cow. Skinned her out, or not skinned her out, but field, field dressed her. Went down the hill and found my cow was laying down there. Took maybe five steps after I shot her, and it was about a 10-foot slide mark where she <coughs> slid. This was Friday, right? Yeah, this is right. This At is 8 o'clock in the morning. Right, after on the first morning. Yeah. So um, we loaded those up. And then took them to the meat pole. To the meat pole, skinned them out. Which that ends up being like an hour ordeal, right? In the end, well, two elk. It's a lot of work. In the ranger, getting them to the meat pole, hanging them. Did we have lunch with Tyler? Right, a lot of work. Lunch with Tyler. Did we? We went straight to the north end after that. Should I remember? No, we had lunch, and then Tyler's. I told Tyler because we, after we got done field dressing or uh, putting those elk, yeah, we went up up on top. And I turned around at the Ford. I told Tyler, I said, go up there because we knew there was cows Right at lunch. And I don't remember much from from Friday. And then we went from there to the north. We went from there to the north end. Went to the north, uh, what, five miles in, maybe? No, even five miles. Yeah, we were literally like maybe a mile up the main road again. And we get to that well that's... uh. I don't know. It's like a weird spot. I always see bulls there. Like it was, every third it was time a spot I go out that there. you guys were thinking about putting a spike camp. Yeah, there, you know where that, that that solar well was. We were gonna put that spike camp, the oh, very yeah. first spot. Yeah, yeah. We we come around the corner around there, and again, like not even like in hiking or anything scenario. Like and again, like all the people that have been out there hunting elk are just like I can't find any anywhere, and we're just literally like not even out of the freaking side by side. Ramsey's like, oh, there's a bull. <clears throat> so we look. It's just a rag. And then we look over, there's a bigger one. And then we peer through the trees and Ramsey's like, dude, I think there's a spike. Because in this district that we're in, you can hunt cows or spike bulls. Um, and when, you know, the population's 
what when hunting is i mean it was good for us but for a lot of people that have been hunting out there for elk like they haven't got anything you know and uh fucking so yeah ramsey's like i think i see a spike his head was behind the tree and i'm like dude you got to make damn sure the thing isn't a rag or something and he like steps out from behind the tree and it's just the biggest spike i've ever seen the dude's got like fucking 35 inch spikes <laughs> Um, that was wild. So dad got to, uh, you know, dad held out not shooting with you two. And he got out and uh, posted up and he shot. And we knew it was a good hit, but we had him put another one in it. And uh, we ended up getting up there and he, he had lunged it from the start. Um, but there was another, like, just awesome. It's his first, he, he's going to turn 60 uh, December 29th. And that's his first bull he's ever shot. So that was pretty cool. That is, that is. He was super stoked. Was he? Oh yeah, he was smiling. Which is crazy. Like, was he fully ready? Because like, mo- every time I've hunted with Warren, he's like, no, he was like, he doesn't really seem. Like, he's not the type of guy that if we are cruising in a ranger and seeing opportunity, he was fast getting another. He's not like the guy who jumps out and then takes a stock. Like he just kind of. I know that was the one thing he was in, like, really actually interested in doing this year, shooting an elk and especially a bull at that. So like, he was definitely like, right there to do it. But, like, I don't know how many times you've been in the situation. <coughs> I've been in the situation several times where a guy's there and they can shoot a spike, but, like, it's a herd of bulls and you're just, like, you're, you're kind of nervous because you're, like, I don't want to. Have a mess up. Yeah, for real. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take much for a spike to have, like, a brow tine or something. You're screwed. So. Yeah, that is that is one, <coughs> I would say, the hardest distinctions because you never know. Especially as tall as that thing was. I mean, it was just. It's a good shot, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was what three seventy one. I don't remember four. It was four seventy one. Four seventy one. Shot at four hundred and seventy one yards. Yeah, seven mm. No, no with his, with his oh, with the Bergara. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was with the Bergara. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we cool. were done. We were done elk hunting. Fucking. That shows you how much of a difference that muzzle break makes, though. How many elk did you guys see with that spike? Mm, there was like two, two or three bulls. Two or three bulls. Yeah, it was just bachelor herd. Yeah, they're all they're all starting to. Because they hit that cycle that we talked about where they, they'll uh, back off the cows now. Um, they'll be in small herds of bulls or like single herds like or just by themselves. And then come like a month from now, they'll all be like giant herds of elk out there. But um, they're ba- basically back to bachelor up. That, all the, I think all the bulls we saw except for one were in groups. Cows, yeah. So it had to be just a <laughs> great dinner Friday night then, huh? Oh, I mean, we got we got three elk down by two o'clock in the afternoon. So we well, were, so we get Warner's down. So I have Riley call the fort, and I'm like, make a reservation for six thirty. <laughs> I know it's five forty five at first. Yeah, and then we backed it off and told her we had cow a bull down or cows down. We uh, we show up at the fort like at five forty. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh shoot, and she's like, no, come sit down. So it was a phenomenal day. Oh yeah. Matt found his new favorite meal from there. Yeah, it was pretty good. So that point where basically I'll tagged out because like, you know, Matt and I had or Matt had already shot deer, so never mind. But I didn't really care to deer hunt. I already have a freezer. You full. had a I mean, I, I know you definitely had a plan. You had a preseason plan that you wanted to shoot a whitetail this year. And it just never came came about. I don't know how much you actually um, um, I don't know how much you really kind of you didn't tr- you didn't really go out trying to hunt no and like that's why i guide deer man like i'd rather watch other people be successful and i fill my freezer with elk that's what ramsey and i live off of so there was literally not there was i told matt in the last morning i said i just wanted just for my own 
mind i want to have put 10 minutes of effort into deer hunting for myself this year and then that was it and Can that's you all i care though? about what if that was a, like a positive 10 minutes <laughs> it could have been i mean yeah. any other it given almost day. was well we went to two different spots just seeing if we could see anything <laughs> so at that point though so. but we didn't see anything and we'll get to that later there was a reason we didn't see any white tail that morning because we usually do but at um, that, that point though where the th- we didn't see three, nothing <laughs> the three other guys are essentially tagged out well ramsey was for sure tagged well, out. well the only thing we have left is is to go hunt the other side of the river in 590 well i guess we, everybody, had cow t- we did have cow, cow tags but i guess everybody yeah. at that point was i mean truly tagged out yeah so, essentially yeah yeah we were 100 tag, tagged out. you guys didn't just me and matt were 100 percent done and, I then I, and then i had a deer tag though i would have riley totally, and dad both had deer tag. but the two of us didn't care i would have totally just sat there and poked riley and be like you're up, buddy. You're well, it, up. It, it could have happened, but Matt had a better idea. We we had a bummer <laughs> thing where so his daughter likes to come with us archery hunting because she really likes it. She called us bull in that one year. <clears throat> and when we took her out this year, she got to go for like three quarters of a day because it rained and poor or something. It was it wasn't very long, whatever it was. A day maybe. I can't remember. No, we got out there that late that morning and we left that afternoon. Yeah, because it was just pouring 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 rain oh it was cold and shitty i thought we, we went overnight the night before though i can't remember man we I did so many days hunting. i can't they just run no, it i think we stayed overnight and then went up on top that could to the tank and then it was raining so bad we're like we're out of here and you guys were miserable the whole time because you guys hunted that whole weekend no we actually bowl with our eyes that we, we actually did um we did call a bull in that oh, night. Flat. I do remember that. This one that you didn't no, see. I called him in over. Oh, the that's right. That's right. But um, anyway, so she she got her like hunting experience that she likes to do. Like she really didn't get to do it. And then obviously, um, she shot her first deer last year. So it's great. It was a great opportunity to like talk her into coming. You know, so she got to come. And it was first. It was like come to shoot. And like we we know where the elk are at, right? And then we couldn't find the elk for a whole day. <laughs> uh, we found like one uh, dad spotted a group of cows, but the second they spotted them, they were like piecing out. But <clears throat> um, so we spent a whole day really having no luck. And, you know, before we get to this story, we were driving along the road and we were just trying to find somewhere to go. And we were being nice because there was other people out there. So like Matt was letting them have the better spots just because we've, we've been successful, you know, and yeah. Matt's a genuine, genuine guy, you know, but, uh, so we just kind of putzed around and we were driving along the road and we were back in the what I would say is like you're getting towards the back of like where there's not a lot of people around normally ever. And cause uh there hasn't been cows back there for months. So no one really goes back to that area. And we're driving along the road just after we had left one of the people that we were eating lunch with, and I told him, I said, I said, Matt, there's I just saw blood on the side of the road. And he didn't think much of it. So that that that'll come back later, but we ended up leaving and we went and hit some spots that Matt knows for looking for elk. Couldn't find any elk. Well, then he hits this one road off the top and uh, we're coming back through. And it's a cool, it's a cool spot, man. It's, it's deep canyons on both sides, but it's like classic elk and mule deer country. <clears throat> and we're going line along and Ramsey just, he's like, Hey, he stop, stop, stop. I see something. And uh, so we back up and there was a deer just standing on the side of the road. I guess more up on the side of the hill, but um, it was def- definitely a Macy deer. Yeah, this thing uh, it had patience. Like it had patience <laughs> like no other, and it was it was a quality deer. I mean, it looked 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I kind of misjudged him at the first. I thought it was like an absolute fucking <coughs> donkey. Like it looked to me like it was just like it came up and it was like big, like a big four. Like you know, like when they get like like that. You did the same thing I did when you and I were <laughs> archery hunting this year. Remember when you were behind me and I came up and I turned at you and I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" I was like, "Big fucking mule there." And then you walked up and I got a better eye on it. And I was like. Well, the biggest thing is... I mean, it was a good deer. It was a, it was a mature deer. Oh, oh, yeah. No, it's a good, good buck. But the problem was, is I mean, we're like three minutes into it, and she don't want to shoot. Well, I goofed up and <coughs> had her shoot a high-powered rifle right off the bat, and she had it probably an inch from her shoulder when she pulled the trigger Ow. and hit her. Last year or years ago? Last year, right before yeah. we went hunting. So she's... Was that she a remembers, was she shooting? Uh, 270. Mm-hmm. But when you have it, that... You know, an inch from your shoulder. When you have it on that bone, dude, it'll fuck you. What up. do you have her shooting now? She shot a two forty three. She shot dad's two. She shot with dad's two forty three. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, it she made ended a good up shot. I mean, she made a damn good shot. Matt really just talked her through it and talked her through it, and she finally said, "Okay, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready." And uh, pulled the trigger, and, and Ramsey filmed the whole thing, which is awesome. And uh, hit him. You knew, like everyone knew, we hit him. And so I mean, he did your classic like mule deer. <coughs> hunched over took short steps or whatever like we all thought he was going to be done right there and so ramsey and matt went up over the hill well i stayed back because i thought you know they're gonna they're gonna be done once i see him drag it over the hill i'll drive close as i can we'll we'll drag him back down they didn't show up for 45 minutes i'm like holy shit so i called ramsey and i'm like dude are you guys okay like like is everything all right and uh he said, "Yeah, we're 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 having to we're having to track it down. We're having to track it down." And it was two hours later. Um, he calls me up. He said, "We're nine miles away. We found it dead." Yeah, it fell off a cliff. Yeah, it got sick. Fell off. Fell off a cliff. Ramsey said when he when he walked up to it, the horns were inverse. Like it was like his whole neck had twisted around. And so they found it. Um, it was actually a partial it was a partial lethal kill it was a it was a part it was a partial (laughs) long shot with a 243 (coughs) he went for he went for nine miles on a long shot they found him after he had he had must have eventually just lost lost air or something fell off the cliff they found him down in the bottom of the ravine because they the blood went forever and there was snow out there still so they could track blood and track blood and the craziest part was is after the initial shot when he went over the hill no blood Right. So we were following. I mean, we had enough snow we could follow the fresh tracks. And he would get into. Once he came down the bottom and started going up the other side, we found blood finally. Right. But I mean, he <coughs> he doubled back on 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 us twice. The 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 worst thing of all is we're like a mile and a half in tracking him, and it's like, what do you do? Do we go back to the ranger and try getting around in front of him? All we could do is follow the track, you know, and and. Hopefully Riley can get down or somebody, but but it was so cool. I mean, finding him dead like right before dark. Oh yeah, uh, uh, and it wasn't a very big rock neither. I mean, he fell off maybe ten a foot ledge. ten foot ledge. But that's good. He didn't break his horn. You guys found a little shed on your little hike. Thing? Oh yeah, where did the, you find that? <laughs> like the first canyon, I had to pack that thing, and then I finally gave it to you. <laughs> did you almost? Uh, <laughs> I know. I was like carrying it. I was like putting it in my pocket because I didn't want to leave it. And I like kept putting it's in my pocket. It's the cutest little. Uh, Did you almost step on it? Is that how you found it? No, it was just the classic. Oh, there's a horn right there, but it was like three quarters buried. 
the only the end. You know that little that little one that Ramsey found last year. Smaller. That little elk one. It's small. It's like literally. It's two brow tines and like a little tiny main beam. <laughs> Seriously. It's the cutest That's thing like I've ever seen. Long. It's like a. Fun. And it's brown still too, yeah. which is cool. Was it in the, like under a tree, like shady or something? Yeah. Yeah. But <coughs> I, I mean, towards the end. Dad and I were getting nervous though, dude. Like I don't really like being, and we had like almost no line of communication to just see if you guys were okay. And uh, event, like literally there was like one point where I, I had just like gotten into service. My phone starts ringing. He's like, yeah, dude, we found it. Um, I left my orange vest like on this other canyon. Like if you go to that, then you and dad can like help us pack it out. Just walk over this next ridge. So dad and I ended up hiking like another mile back towards you guys. Yeah, it was exactly a mile. <laughs> and they were so like, yeah. So we we packed it out from there, and it was pretty uh, pretty amazing, really. And to get, you know, you know, Macy couldn't have done that at, at her age. That that kind of that is a serious, scary. It's like, funny though, because I guarantee you, both you guys the whole time was like, oh, he's, he's, he's gonna be dead over this next hill. Oh, you said how many times for nine miles? That's the toughest part, man. But the thing is, is it wasn't just easy hills. I mean, this was ravines. I mean, you're dropping like hands and hands and knees. You're dropping three hundred foot off the other side. Well, and of course, you know it got hot that day, so all that snowy it turned into like there, there was a lot of mud. I thought. Well, yeah, that last ridge that you guys had to come down you couldn't have gone down that in the snow no but there was so much mud i mean you took a step in it and you sank 12 inches into the mud yeah so to find him dead like that was really uh well just of a course cap. i think he's dead on top of the hill so i don't take a pack or nothing right. so <laughs> i've been there before <laughs> ramsey so, had a razor blade in his pocket that was like all they had and a lighter thank god i had that lighter because i got so cold i mean we were sopping wet <coughs> so i were all fucking sick now like i took my i had a carhartt shirt on under my sweatshirt and i grabbed it when we stopped and i was wringing the sweat out of it ramsey i did pretty good for an old fucker though oh, yeah. i was impressed with the two of them, man i felt kind of like a loser staying back but <laughs> well, i thought they well, were just i'm glad you stayed back because you're the only one that knew them roads yeah, and and I thought when they got up there, they were gonna find him. Like he was hit hard. I you can watch him in the video. He gets fucking pounded. Have you ever watched that movie Behind Enemy Lines? Owen <coughs> Wilson, when he gets to the rendezvous point, and they're like, "No, you got to go all the way back to where you first crashed." He's like going through his mind. Well, that's me at that deer. I'm like, oh shit, I got to go all the way back the way we came to get back to the ranger. And so, like I, after thirty minutes had gone by, and I knew that obviously, you know, he had told me there. I was like. I can't go after them. I'm just going to make a worse situation because now, like, what if I can't find them? Then they can't find me, and then, like, that's a whole fucking situation. And then Warren's watching Orange is the New Black. And Fuck, the no, he's watching the ranch. No, you're not even... He's watching the ranch and the ranger the whole fucking time. This is going on. We can't get service to call nobody, but he can get service to watch the ranch on his phone. He's probably going to download it on his phone. At this oh, point. no, he finished it on the drive home Sunday night. <laughs> he's a goon, but... uh no, that was a great cap to the weekend. Like re really like and to to teach Macy about like you know ethical like going after your kill. I guarantee I guarantee most people would have gave up. <coughs> yeah, and that was really a good learning point for her and then to have we like the, we said the same thing with with how my elk died. How many people do you think would have just been like nah. Oh yeah, a lot. That's why you find a lot of dead fucking animals. But uh so yeah, that day that that ended up turning into like a positive day, I a great ending that night, and then the next day we ended up just like 
having to pack up a bunch of stuff and like you know we had three elk to deal with or two elk and a deer so our hunting was like basically over um then i you know matt told me i told him i said hey give me 10 minutes let's go down here and look nothing actually we jumped like a weird like there was a weird herd of like whitetails and muleys and muley bucks like oh yeah the first deer any of us saw was a whitetail and this (coughs) i don't know dinky three by three muley came up we all thought it was a whitetail because the first deer we saw was a whitetail doe we're like oh it's a big shooter shooter and then we're like oh it's a muley So and they're all like just like a group like they're all like grouped up super tight and not even just like trotting like the normal like oh there's a ranger cut like they were on a full ass gone gone like someone like like just racing a truck through like a field you know what I mean because those rangers all honestly like when you guys when you guys came down that other side the other day or when Warren came to pick me up after I'd done that hike for sheds he uh, I couldn't hear that ranger. I mean, all honesty, it sounded like he was like five ridges over and he was right right above me. Yeah. I mean, they're so quiet. So it's not like we had done anything to spook them. So we come through all of our little spots looking for whitetail and like that's the one doe is all we saw. And we're like, well, let's just, that was enough. Let's go get the rest of the, you know, let's go get the elk. Let's, let's get everything out of here. Let's, let's head home. Like it's been a long day. Come over the fucking ridge. There's, there's, what did you say you thought first? A white tail. We, we, we thought they were, I thought it was a muley doe. I just knew it was a doe. I didn't know what, yeah. what kind it was. So we I'm stopped like, to look, and Matt's like, oh, they're coyotes. And then, cause like he could see their dog bodies. And then they start looking again, like, holy fuck, it's wolves. Seven wolves, and they're all white. Uh, it was crazy. There was one dark one. Yeah, one dark <laughs> And I mean, we're talking, you know, Shep, right? The size of Shep, seven. Oh yeah, I bet you they're bigger than Shep. Oh yeah, and so Ramsey has a tag, so he's like trying and, to. And Shep wasn't leaving the yard. No. <coughs> so he's we had probably, our answer for all the weird shit. He's that, probably been hearing them fuckers every night, and he's probably been getting. Yeah, but he's. I'd love to see that. I have to go. But to but that Shep, I watched him kill a coyote, and that son of a bitch has no mercy. But he better he, be watching his flock. I mean. Oh, they're all inside the yard. So that brings us back to, you know. Where did you guys first see them at? <coughs> if you guys can explain it to me. Um, between no, white or between Turkey Remember Ridge Turkey Ridges? Where we, you know where the you, big long hill that you come down? Yeah. <coughs> and there's a ridge on the other side. With rim rock? Yes. They're all right there on one of those spines. Yeah, right off the main road. And I think. And the shit thing is, we had wolf tags. Well, and I think. I think if we'd have seen him at the top of the ridge, I don't think they would have been spooked, but we were probably close to halfway down it before we saw well, but the, But we were crunching so much with them tires. Right, because it's all ice. We also were not expecting <coughs> to see seven fucking wolves. Right. Wolf hunting is... <coughs> you think, like, deer and elk and antelope run? It's like, these things do what you're doing to them right now for a living. Oh, yeah. So they, I, I was watching a video today about seven wolves going after four bulls and then, like, three feet of snow. And we've seen four bulls or three. Well, yeah, that's right after Rally had seen that blood spot on the side of the road. We saw four bulls running across the field. I mean, tongues, dead sprint, tongues hanging out. And we're like, oh, that's kind of weird. So that brings us to my next point where I say, hey, let's go see what that blood stain was because no one's killed anything. No one's told us they've killed anything. Go over there and it's a wolf kill. 100%. What was it? Yeah, it was a mule deer. mule deer. It was doe. We just uh, we have no doe. idea. There was fur everywhere. It was wolf tracks everywhere. Blood. I have video. Blood. There's there. no drag marks, which means they picked they picked it up. it up and carried it out of there. That's how big these fucking wolves are. 
or or it wasn't or it wasn't all the way dead it was keep it was running away from where we were at but um yeah i got a picture of a wolf track next to a coyote track dude it's just not even no it's not you it's just very distinct (coughs) what did you use for reference your inhaler my inhaler the coyote tracks like are inside the inhaler and the wolf tracks are outside each side of the inhaler i used to i ran into a track it, the west side of the state that I put my fist in like this, and it was the same size. Oh yeah, there, it's shocking. Yeah, but all the milk, everything was just like in one spot. Yeah, but you know the good. The good news is, is that you guys, unless you didn't see the whole pack, seven is a seven's too many for out there. I'll tell you that right. It now. is, but it's good that it's only seven. Yeah, well, but, but you have an alpha male and an alpha female, so so there was definitely more. We just didn't where do you think they came from? If you had to guess from the east or west, uh, west. or it came up out of the other state, I think it came up from Wyoming. But he was thinking they came out of. I bet you they had to. Have well, lived. they came up over the Bighorns, is what they done. Either that, or they and, came, then, and then they hit Pine Ridge, and then they're they're working their way. They could have moved out of Canada too. You never know. Could have came down that far south. There's gonna be wolves in every fucking corner of the state the, because they're trying to appeal all the limits on them now too i know i just read a bunch of i was gonna see if you want to talk about that tonight but the, might, today this is already getting a little bit long yeah, but, but I'm, it's it's gonna be i mean like because like in to like put it in perspective when i started hunting the bob you knew about <coughs> the big rancher up there had a count because all of the charlets were getting killed and at one point he said he counted at least 26 in one pack and you go up there and like people hunt them. You know, I knew guys that shoot three or four in a year. And then you, you know, you can shoot five. What do you mean? I thought I read something today that you can shoot five wolves in a season. Is that true? I th- well, well, you can trap as many as you want. I think they changed regs on that. I don't you have know. To go to like a school, school, two week school, yeah. yeah. But and you can't do it in, in some like a lot of grizzly places, like where there's grizzlies, you can't trap wolves. Nope. Huh. I was just reading that actually. Um. But the numbers, they those. And you things. can't use. So you have to use a. What do you call the things that like clamp counterbear? Mm. Uh, no, no, that's a trap. Oh, no, what do you call that? Though? It's like a foot the fucking trap. metal trap that you put your foot in and slam, slam shut. Yeah, trap. Okay, you can't use snares for wolves. They just passed that like two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, you have to use steel traps. Yeah, that's crazy. Like a bear trap. Do you know the reason for that? Is it because the size that you have to use would kill like deer and shit? No, no. I mean, you have to have a big trap to hold them. I mean, you got to get, you got to get up. Uh, a wolf's no different than a coyote. If you get them down, down right here above the, above the foot, they'll chew their leg off to get free. You have to get them up here. You have to get them like eight to ten inches up, so you hold them so they can't chew. I mean, they'd have to chew because <coughs> once they go numb, I mean, they don't feel nothing. They'll just chew the bottom of their foot out and pull out of the trap just like a coyote will. It's how come when you're trapping coyotes, you use a three three or a five. On a coyote, if you use a number one or a number two, they'll just chew their foot off or pull out of the trap. Wow. Crazy. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of what ended our trip was just on that. And that was like, a, I don't know, is that a bad note or uh, I don't even know. Interesting note, I would say. <laughs> it was enough to give panic to a lot of people. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. As long as the, um, well, you he's like landowner for landowner he can get tags from the state and they can hunt them whenever whatever month of the year just just for you, livestock you know, we, reasons we had a pack of five on us probably as long as they're not 
colored. Uh, yeah. Probably seven years ago, but they were just passing through. These ones were hunting. I mean, they they've been there because I I could have swore I seen one the Sunday before. That had been like around the fifteenth. You guys see any yeah. other sign of like kills like that this year? No, nothing. Just that one the other day, and then. Well, the problem with that is those, especially your area, your guys' population of coyotes are so big that if if there was wolf kill, I don't think you guys would ever see it because the amount of coyotes that would come in and clean up. I mean, oh, and birds, dude! The amount of eagles in that fucking country is unreal. It'd be tough for you guys. Like you'd have to find it like fresh. <clears throat> yeah, I think we definitely stumbled upon that one. You know, that was a rare find. You guys get some. Uh, you guys got any trail cams out there still? No, we pulled them all. Dang, you guys might be getting. You guys could have got some cool pictures. I don't. Know, I just don't know where I put them for that. Yeah, you really can't. I mean, they, uh, <coughs> I mean, um, a Canadian wolf, which is the worst wolf we could have put into the park. I mean, the worst will travel fifty to seventy miles in a day. So there, there's a chance they're not there next week, but. Tyler thought he saw one. Matt saw, thought he saw one, and we saw those seven in a span of like eleven. And we years. definitely saw them because <laughs> we seen a coyote. I tried shooting at later that day. <laughs> it was yeah. You kind of laugh at it. You're like, you know, people like always oh, like, oh, you didn't see a wolf. That's a coyote. And then like you see a coyote right after, and you're like, no. Yeah, I just saw a dinosaur compared to this. Did you guys get any pictures? <clears throat> no, it was happening so fast, man. It was a span of probably about 25 seconds. It's just like a lot of things off. that just happen so fast that you just can't. Like, that's probably one of the fastest <clears throat> me exiting the ranger and getting to a good shooting spot, and they were already gone. And he can move. How, f- how-, <laughs> how did you like my when we were packing Macy's deer out? Oh, Ramsey thinks he can run down the fucking hill. So he hits a fucking log and just fucking <laughs> somersaults. But he somersaulted into like where he, he ate the somersault. He, he was in the right. air and hit his feet. He slid right up on his feet. You know. He wow. kept going. This guy is like, he's actually, he makes me nervous when I hunt with him sometimes. Especially this year alone. That was athletic as fuck. <laughs> you mean when he caught a fucking log through the head? And then, like, him just the whole time coming, like, when he's behind me coming out of that deadfall and we're (coughs) packing out my elk, and I just hear shit crashing, I kept turning around looking at Chad, I'm like, is he still alive? Like, did he just keel over backwards? Oh, dude, so many times, like, in that deadfall, I'd, like, stop to lean on a tree, and I'd put all my weight plus the weight of Sean's elk on it, and it would just fall over, and I'd knock down, like, a 20-foot tree, and I'm like, (laughs) this is retarded. I'm just trying to take a break here. He's, uh... Not as uh, agile on his toes as I feel like he has been. Maybe old age is creeping up on you. I can tell you it hit, but kicked my ass last night. <laughs> yeah, we're all like, especially those two. We're just all. I could have gone like another two days off from work. I think, <laughs> but uh, I was done. Okay. I was done. I was done Saturday night. Saturday night though, that sleep. Was really <laughs> yeah, we slept in. We didn't even go home. Like, we didn't get up till eight. Yeah, stayed at the cabin Saturday. Yeah. Night. Oh yeah, we didn't get up till eight o'clock. Well, we we shoot we shoot that deer, and then Riley's like, I mean, we could just go home. I'm like, be goddamned if I drive it home tonight because if I go home, we're done. Well, I was just I, I felt so bad that like they you know they they that was a hard workout. <laughs> that was that was tough. And I was like, dude, do you need to like go home, lay in your own bed? And he's like, fuck you, we're staying. There's the just something about that cabin with that fireplace going, but it was so fucking hot in there. 
Dude, I woke Somebody up Somebody put like, more wood in right before bedtime. Was that you? Matt. No, it wasn't me. It was you. Dude, I woke me. up at I woke up at midnight just pouring sweat, dude. I had to like He's also on the futon, the leather futon that's next to the fireplace. He's gonna stand out his own fault. <laughs> oh yeah, I got up and went outside. Yeah. He could have stayed on the top bunk and So it was like seven o'clock, Ramsey wakes up. I see him and then I'm like I roll back over and go to sleep for <laughs> I heard you move and I look and you looked at me and you pulled the sleep bag over your face and rolled over. I'm like he just made a fire, but he didn't make coffee. I was literally, I laid down for a minute and I looked at the coffee pot and I'm like, I should go do that. And all of a sudden I see your feet swing down. I'm like, oh, guarantee that's the first thing he does. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, a really amazing. And, and I kind of talked about this with Matt the other day. It's like, so you go along, you go quite a few days without really having good days, you know? And then it's like, sometimes you have like a weekend out there, or a couple of days. And we, we did that turkey hunting this year where it's just like everything's, it's like a scripted, you know what I mean? Like it was and- a movie. And speaking of turkey hunt, raffle tickets will be coming out soon. Yeah, I think we're gonna do a uh, annual uh, turkey hunt. We're gonna do two 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 hunts this year. I think uh, we'll do two two winners, two turkey hunt winners, and uh, oh, we're gonna do two separate ones. Yeah, oh, okay. I don't know about separate. Like, there'll be we're either gonna do it to where there's like uh, a certain amount of tickets, separate. two separate. We're gonna do two separate. So two separate hunts. Um, more information will come out. You know, I guess at the end of the episode we can kind of talk about that. Like we touched a little bit last week. Um. We're making it so our 50th episode will be our one-year anniversary of this podcast, which is really a big milestone for us. We're really proud of it. We're going to take three weeks off after that. And in that three weeks, we're going to completely upgrade our whole program here. Um, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be season two of Bull Mountain Brothers, and we're gonna, we're gonna it's going to probably be out like episode one of season two will probably be like January 20th or something like that, 20, 18th or something around there. Quit putting out dates. I know, but I'm just saying like- It'll be January sometime. Yeah, well, just prepare for a span of January um, after our 50th episode where we will not be posting um, because we're going to come back bigger and better than ever. So, um, And Matt won't be in California this year. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can help <coughs> um, throw some tickets around this year. This is a little bit shorter of an episode, I think, but uh, a lot of us are not feeling so well. So I think that unless you guys have anything to add tonight, um, I think we're gonna wrap it up right here. It was a good, uh, good, it's good season. weekend ender um, for the season, and overall good season for us. I mean, I hope that's just that's the same for everyone else. But yeah, so we'll. Uh, I think so. This will be episode forty-five. No, I think it's forty-six. So we'll have four more episodes left this year. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna be, but. Uh, I have to do a few lodge crews. I have a really good idea for episode fifty because I think it'll be really badass. But uh, other than that, why don't you, uh, as always, check out the BMB store? Um, we're gonna hit the road for now, and we'll catch you next week. See ya. Later. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Bull underscore Mountain underscore Brothers, and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at BullMountainBrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.